Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy! everybody. Welcome to our 16th episode of Podcast Rewind. I am one half of your host, Erica Jarvis, writer and creator of the blog, My Revamp Life, and curator of content on Instagram and Twitter, at Erica Jarvis. With me, as always, is my podcast best friend. That's me, Amy Randolph, co-host of Podcast Rewind. You can find me on the socials at I'm Amy Randolph. Amy is spelled A-M-I-E. So this is Podcast Rewind's Super Sweet 16 episode. Yes. We made it. (laughs) We can drive. We can drive. (laughs) Let's drive this car all the way to a successful podcast. Oh, that was so smooth. I love that. Let's remind, so it's been a while. Let's let's talk about why we're sitting here in these chairs with these microphones and podcasting for the folks. Well, Amy, it started a couple months ago. We have been obsessed with podcasts, really, since the whole serial thing came out a few years ago. Yeah. And we have just been deep diving into any and every podcast we could find. And so guys, we are lovers of podcasts and love chatting about our favorite podcasts. And one day we thought, I think people would like to listen to this. So we listen to our favorite podcasts throughout the week and then we share them with you guys. Yeah. And you know, we think some of our listeners, we know actually our listeners are kind of a variety of people and you guys could be listening to us for different reasons. So we would love it if we were the, um, Kinds of, if our show was introducing to you, the listener, new shows that you could be listening to throughout the week and obsessing over. But also, I really love to listen to and to read recaps of my favorite television shows. Yes, that's my favorite thing to do. So we recap episodes here, and if you've already listened to that podcast, hopefully Mm -hmm. that's a really good time for you to listen to our recaps and our takes on what we heard. We're like the vulture.com of podcasts. Yes, that's the idea. That's (laughs) the hope. Um, So when we started this show, like we said, it's because we were both like found podcasts and we're so excited to listen to them. And so we would come home from work because we're roommates and be like, I listened to this show today. No, I listened to this show today. And while we were doing that, we do what we just normally do anyway, which is to imbibe on adult beverages. Absolutely. So when we started this podcast, we knew we had to include the segment Drink of the week. Yeah, so Amy, let's kick that off. What are you drinking? It looks so delicious, honestly. It's it's like a bright orange, amberish beer, but it's actually an IPA. I found this on the shelf at Publix today. I've never heard shopping is a pleasure there. Shopping is well, not the day before Super Bowl Sunday (gasps) though. No, you're totally right. Terrible time to go. Best time to go during Super Bowl. During Super Bowl, (laughs) yeah. I have to tell you real quick. Yeah, I side eyed the shit out of this lady (laughs) that got into the ten items or less line with a full cart <gasps> and I had two things and so I'm behind her and I'm fucking side-eyeing her <laughs> and then she re- she didn't realize that she was in that 10 items or less line but now everything is on the belt oh. and she looks at the sign and she realizes why I'm death staring <laughs> yep. at her the way I am and was like sorry and I'm like nope. anyway I have today a I don't know how to say this brewery I name I don't know either Anita it's I-U-N-T-A, Brewing Company. Unita? Unita? Un- Unta? Um, anyway, they're from Guys, Salt Lake City, and this can cracks me up. It says, uh, brewed with renewable power, wind, and solar. Uh, so the Tesla of beers. It, yeah, I'm trying to do good by the uh, environment. But this is a tangerine hop nosh IPA. Well, it looks super yummy. It is. It is. Tell me what you're drinking. Well, so speaking of citrus, I kind of went in a different direction, though. I am making an at-home vodka soda. I also ran to Publix today. Mm -hmm. I did go in the 10 item or less with my exact 10 items. Appropriately. Like you do. Yeah. So some vodka, a lot of sparkling water, and a shit ton of lemons. And I'm enjoying it. It's nice and refreshing. I will say. cocktail. If we're being honest, Mm -hmm. I totally went into the 10 items, or fewer, excuse me, line the other day, and I had like 18 items. Girl. Here's the thing. There were three lines open that were 10 items or fewer, one line for everybody else, and those just had families with carts and carts and carts. And I look over, and nobody's in the other lines. And I walked over, and I go, way more than 10? I don't have time. And the girl was like, get in here. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you got permission. We talked about it up front. Absolutely. 
Okay. Also on Podcast Rewind, we're girls. We get excited while we're drinking, all that stuff. We get obsessed with stuff. We do. What are you obsessed with this week, Erica? Well, it actually just happened a few hours ago. A thing happened. A thing happened a few hours ago. I'm still processing it. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, um, as you know, I belong to the gym that our company has here in town. Mm -hmm. And it is in one of the main buildings over um, by Disney Springs. Yeah. And um, it used to be a Monday to Friday, you know, 7 to like 8 o'clock gym, which is, you know, works for my Monday to Friday 9 to 5. But it didn't work for my, oh, it's Saturday, I want to go workout schedule. Yeah, it's such a bummer. They can't go to a gym on the weekend. Right. So um, they gifted us this month of February that they would start doing a seven-day-a-week operation. But it just wouldn't be manned. So I got up, put some podcasts on my phone, and headed out to the gym. And I'm not sure if it was open. I feel like I broke into the gym because, like, my ID card got me in, but the computer system that's there for you to log in was down. Like, it wasn't turned on. The lights were, like, almost felt like emergency lights were on. <laughs> but, like, the locker nobody room. nobody else was there. Nobody else was in the bathroom. I mean, if you go to my Instagram story, um, I might try to save it, actually, as a highlight because it's just the whole Celine Dion, like, all by myself song, and I just, like, pan through, like, all of the empty treadmills. And all of that stuff. And so, like, I gave it five minutes of just kind of, like, wandering and standing and be like, am I, am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm here. I'm yeah. doing it. So I hopped on the treadmill and went sans headphones and listened to some podcasts while I worked out and then used the rowing machine and, like, the weight machines and just played my podcast for me and the entire empty row. I can't wait for, like, security to track you down with the footage of you listening to whatever <laughs> podcast it was. I hope it's security footage without sound because they're yeah. going to have a lot of extra questions for me. One, why did you break in? And two, why are you listening to these things? <laughs> well, I mean, what a gift, though, really, an empty gym. Oh, it's You don't have to worry about other people's sweat, no. other people using your equipment, you know, having to look at anything you don't want to in right. the locker room. And I kindly did wipe my machines down when I was done, regardless, because yeah, that is... I'm not a monster. You are not a monster. You wipe that yes. shit down. <laughs> but anyway, um, we will find out on Monday if I'm still allowed to go back there. <laughs> well, good luck to you. Thank you. Good what luck. are you feeling this week? I am obsessed this week. I have a new product, a new oh. beauty product. Okay. What? I love so, a new beauty product. In my uh, FabFitFun box that I got most recently. Yes. The winter box was great. Yeah. It came with a hair mask. I don't usually love hair masks because uh-huh. I feel like they kind of make my hair sticky afterwards. Yes. And I know that I'm like rinsing appropriately. Yeah. But, and also, you know, my hair is just problematic by nature uh-huh. because I have naturally curly hair that I straighten and I bleach. Uh-huh. So there's some treatment issues, yes. which I've brought upon myself, I realize. But I also live in a hot, humid, tropical climate. Uh-huh. And with my naturally curly hair, it just. Taming the beast, the struggle <laughs> is real. Oh, yeah. And I, Erica, I get so angry with you <laughs> because you were gifted such a gorgeous mane Thank of you. hair. Thanks, Mom I and Dad. I can't get into, we see the same hairstylist for people that don't know, and I can't get in anymore because so many people <laughs> walk up to you in public and say, your hair is amazing, where do you go? <laughs> and I tell them. And you refer them to our yes. girl, April, and now her book is full. <laughs> and is. like, by the way, I had a haircut on Tuesday that... For work reasons, I needed to reschedule. I'm not getting in until March 3rd. Oh, shit. She's I love my apes. Apes, I know you're listening. Squeeze I'll see, you, I'll see you in March, baby. I miss you. If you get a cancellation, call me. <laughs> no, you should text her that, and she will totally I know she try will. to help out. I know she will. I just gave her a call. We'll see if she's listening. 16 oh, she episodes the, in. Right? No, she is the best. I love her. I saw her a couple weeks ago, too, when she was like, mm-hmm. okay, episode this. And just wanted to talk to me about it. Like, oh my you know, God. in this thing, she's like washing my hair and just like asking me so many questions. And I love that we've gotten her in to yeah. listening to our podcast. And then she was saying that she listened to, um, I think it was one of the drunk episodes where I drunkenly <laughs> talked about fiber for like half an hour. <laughs> and she started to go back to listen to that Skinny Confidential episode about fiber. She's now addicted to these fiber crackers, these Gigi crackers I was right. talking about. And she's like, I'm in my pre-pregnancy clothes now. So... so Saving lives. What's what we do here at Podcast <laughs> Rewind. No, I'm not even there yet. So <laughs> what I'm actually obsessed with, though, with my problematic hair, I, this product that I got in the FabFitFun box yes, of course. is a mask. So I hadn't used it. I've mm-hmm. had it for like a month. But I was reading the directions in the shower the other day, and you can also use it as a pretreatment. What does, does that mean? Well, I've never tried it before. So I was reading the instructions. So you get in the shower, and you get your hair wet. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of step out of the spray and wring it out a little bit. 
And then you put this stuff on and it's like argon oil. So it smells really good and it's like creamy. It's creamy even. And then you put it in on your hair and like let it sit for a little bit. But then don't rinse it out and do your shampoo condition oh. routine. And oh my God, I used it for the first time last weekend. And I got out, blue dry my hair and I was like, hello you. Like new person. And girl, my hair stayed soft and silky for three days. I didn't have oh. to wash again for three <sighs> days. Nothing feels as good as being like, I haven't washed my hair in three days. It's I'm amazing. saving water. Amazing. <laughs> and yes, saving water. Again, the environmentality <laughs> at Podcast Rewind <laughs> is a thing. Yes. Um, I just used it again today and I Looks just, good. I feel like a baby seal is on my head. It's so <laughs> soft and smooth. So anyway, it's Nelson Beverly Hills. They ain't paying that me. Sounds fancy. They're not paying me for this commercial. So if you guys want to know, I'll share it with you. Slide into my DMs. I'll send you a picture of the bottle. Oh, I love that. So obsessed with that. That is awesome. Yes. Well, I would love to kind of still go back to what I was talking about with at the gym when I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and tell I mean, you about the podcast. Oh, you want to talk about podcasts? I thought maybe we would um, break it up a little bit and talk about podcast. Rewind? Yes, that would be ideal. All right, let's go there. Okay, so like I said, you know, empty gym, me and some podcasts. Mm-hmm. And today, I listened to DTR. DTR. The official Tinder podcast with Jane Murray. Oh, Tinder podcast. So deep, like def- define, define the, the relationship. relationship. Which is the absolute goal. The podcast jumped on the podcast note table, and I want to destroy her. Yeah, no, she's the worst. She but this podcast was not the worst. It's not. Okay, go. Um, yeah, so it is um, from the team that brings you the right and left swipe of Tinder. So it is one of the dating apps out there, and probably the first for um, all sexuality. Like, I think oh, you can, yeah. you know, does it matter, you know, what you're looking for? And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they were the first app that came up with the swiping concept. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. now a lot of them I mean, I wasn't it. on Grinder. I don't know how mm-hmm. they handled it. Yeah, we're not allowed on Grinder. It's not for our <laughs> not people. Not for us. But, um, yeah, there. if you um, are in a relationship and you haven't had the joys of online digital dating, a swipe left means I'm not interested in somebody. A swipe right means I am. And if you and that person both swipe right on one another, it's considered a match. And now you can conversate from there. So uh, like we said, Tinder is one of the first ones. And they have this podcast. And they've been doing what they're calling about two seasons worth so far. And each season is, I know. serious. We have seasons. We have seasons. So um, season one only has like six or seven episodes. And um, season two is fresh. Uh So um, I decided to go back to the beginning. And I listened to episode one. Hey. And that was what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I knew exactly what it was going to be about before reading the, you know, um, description. It's all about opening lines. And so in that, oh. an opening line to a stranger over the internet, I yeah. mean, bring out my introverted anxiety-ridden self and give me a worse, uh, <laughs> it's, horrible, it's, horrible. Yeah, no, because you sit there and you're like, hey, look at this guy's profile. Mm. I want to say this. And your friend's like, okay, well, should you say this? You're like, I don't know. And when it comes down to it, you're just like, hey, hi, hi, <laughs> please like me back. Like, you just don't know what you're doing. And if you don't get a response to the hey, oh, it's like I something I said. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. That should be a really good follow-up. Like, did I say something wrong? <laughs> oh but so that's exactly what they talk about. Um, so every month there are over 100 million conversations on Tinder that start with hey. Okay, wait. They're reading people's private conversations. Yeah, I mean, how I get, are you going to get your stats? Well, I get it that it's their app, but come on. I know. Well, I'm sure they probably bounce out after a little bit. At least I hope so. I hope. Uh huh. So they were just saying that. Okay, everyone's doing it, but it's clearly not really working. Like, what are other ways you can do to get past that hey or get that right swipe? Do they say? Do they have any stats on how often hey works versus it not? No, not really. But they have stats in like other. Um, Form So such as, and I'm wearing my glasses right now, but um, if you have a photo <laughs> on your profile of you in glasses, you are 12% less likely to get that right swipe. And oh, so, that's not girl wants to see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So they were talking to a guy and he was like, well, if I don't wear my glasses and you see me without my glasses in these photos and then when I meet you and I'm in glasses, you're thinking I'm selling you a so, false bill yeah, of goods. Right. Like, what am I doing here? So they were like, well, you can wear your glasses but maybe have one photo where you're not wearing your glasses because people feel like if they really can't see your eyes, they really can't get a good oh. read and judgment on you. Yeah, well, they are the window to the soul. They the truly eyeballs. are. She's coming up behind you, the cat. The cat. <laughs> she wants her nighttime snack. Uh-huh. But um, what other stats they offered up is that if you're wearing a hat, you're 14% more likely to get a left swipe. And you and I both know 
Yeah. Especially on a man. tough one for a woman to see a guy in hats all of the time, and you're like, what don't you have under that hat, what's, sir? What's hair? under there? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's Either there. there's an alien growing out of your head, <laughs> right. or you're worried about your hairline. And I've seen so many photos where it's like, five photos, four of them are hats, and you get to that last one, it's like, bald. Uh-huh. Which, it's fine that you're bald, but like... The hat photos are definitely making me feel like you're uncomfortable with being bald. Some people are into bald, man. Absolutely. I have a problem with bald. No, same. But it's just like if you are covering it up, it makes me think in my snap judgment, you're uncomfortable being bald, so mm-hmm. you're wearing a hat all Maybe. the time. Right. Um, but they did have other stats, and um, they were talking to a guy who um, works at this company, like, giftly.com. So that's where you can go and find different gifts, which are yeah. super popular right now to send on Facebook and in text messages. And he said, if you open a conversation with a gift you're like 50% more likely to talk to that person for like a longer period of time and maybe even get to a date, which I could not believe that fact. Because it's creative? I think it's creative. It's like, okay, I don't really have anything to say. Yeah, he was like, one of our gifts is like a whale hopping out of the water and it just says like, whale, hello there. And that's like one of their most popular gifts. So, you know, people are using it. Okay. (laughs) I know. I'm not a fan of them. I don't use them. So when a guy... I'm not a pun kind of guy. I'm not a pun person, but I've talked to guys before that, like, you can tell when the conversation lulls and they don't have to say. They send out a GIF and it's like, what the fuck do I respond to that GIF with other than a (laughs) ha-ha? Right. But I do give credit because if you have a great GIF, it's interesting. It is different. Uh-huh. And sometimes, like on Facebook, you can re- comment on things with gifts now. And yeah. I've kind of gotten into it a little bit because oh. I'm not a crafter of words. I'm not a writer oh, like yeah. you are. But if I can pull a gift that I like and send that and uh-huh. get a bunch of people to like, like it or whatever, I'm like, all right. That's fine. It. But if you come at me with a describe in the comments how we met using oh. a gift. I'll murder you. No, you're dead And to be me. on a podcast that you recap in a later episode. You're, you're unfriended. <laughs> yes. Does. You're the subject of a true crime situation that Amy will then turn around and use on Podcast Rewind. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you in advance. You're welcome. <laughs> but I will say there were, you know, like a handful of other episodes in season one that I liked. Um, I skipped episode two, which was about dick pics because I have lived through them and I think I know what they're going to say. And I just didn't need to play that at the gym. Look. Always skip the dick pic. Always skip a dick pic. This is a general rule in life. General rule of thumb. If you think sending the dick pic is the right idea, you are wrong. You're wrong. And you're also wrong if you think that she's not screenshotting it and sending it to all of her friends. You send it to my phone. It's my domain. Yeah. And my girlfriends will see it. And they'll probably, we'll probably look at it together and laugh to where they could close their eyes and draw it later. Exactly. Like the so, judgment that will be happening. So maybe just not. Yeah, let's not do that to strangers. Please, Buy me a glass guys. of wine before you whip that thing out, please. Seriously. I'm a lady. <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> I'm abroad. I'm abroad. So episode three was Mixed Signals. I think you're going to like this one. Okay. I was... Well, I hate Mixed Signals. But okay. Mixed Signals as well. So, um... On this episode, um, Jane Marie invited a doctor that they use over at Tinder to kind of help create people's profiles and kind of help them figure some things out. So we're talking with Dr. Jess, and um, the subject that they are chatting with is uh, young... need a doctor, like a certified, went to med school doctor I'm for online profile? Probably more like therapist kind uh, of stuff, not so much like right. anatomy. <laughs> um, but maybe it is... Tinder. So they are chatting with a girl whose profile is just not getting her a ton of right swipes, and they're trying to figure it out. So she's got a handful of photos, and they're kind of somber. She looks a little pissed off, but her one main profile photo is really pretty, and they're like, this is a great photo. Where did you take it? She's like, oh, my dad's funeral. Well, Whoa! <laughs> Even I driving was like, hello. Like a selfie? She doesn't exactly explain, but like somewhere somebody snapped a photo of her at her father's funeral, and she thought, oh, I look good. I have a dating profile. Was she smiling? I don't know. That's the thing. It's just like, here's Uh, the thing. If it's a nice photo, somebody's going to say like, oh, hey, what are you doing in that photo? And you're going to be like, mourning the loss of my dad. (laughs) That's a real downer. Super downer. And so they continue to talk to her like, okay, this photo is you and two guys and they look happy and you look like you would literally rather be anywhere else. She's like, oh, I just thought it was a good, like, of the moment photo. And they're like, no, you look tortured. Like, why would this be a profile photo for you? Is she super gothy? <laughs> no. But she goes on um, to say that, you know, in her bio, guys want to talk to her only really about one thing that she's posted in her bio. So she's like, oh, I like music. I like to be outdoorsy. Oh, I'm, like, 5'11". I'm basically a giant. So tall. Yeah. So the doctor was like, well, you told them these things, and they don't really know what to pull off of. I'm like, okay, you don't meet a ton of women who are 5'11". Oh, so you're tall, huh? And, yeah, so um, 
the doctor was just like, what are other cool facts about you? And she was like, well, I took a year off of work once and was like a lumberjack for a year. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? That's such a cool fact. That is a thing I can conversate with right? you Right? They're like, bio profiles should just be like, ask me about the time I was a lumberjack. And it's like, okay, now no. we have a conversation starter. Yeah, dig it. Exactly. So I thought to myself, my profile right now is just like, oh, we'll travel for friends, family, you know, music. I'm short. And then I was like, well, my profile pictures show that I am short because I've got photos mm-hmm. of me and other girls. And then you could see that I'm traveling around. I'm at a music festival. So, like, you can glean those things from my photos. So I thought, like, I should really mix up my bio. And what's a cool fun fact? So my bio currently, Amy says, once I spilled an entire tray of drinks on Bill Murray. Way more fun in person oh, than on an app. So and I know that story. Yes. It's a great story. So if you, you know, drop that uh-huh. breadcrumb and, okay, and you've got to tell me how that works out for you. I know. I'm kind of excited to see if anybody, like, says anything. Because, I mean, fun. Bill Murray is just such a, an integral part of things like the chive, golfing. Most guys do love Caddyshack. So it's like, it is a fun yeah. fact. And it is a true fact. And so maybe it can spark a conversation. And Groundhog Day. It just happened. You know, everyone can quote that movie. Exactly. It's just yesterday. Okay. Well, ooh, I'm excited I to know. see how this goes. Thank you. So um, that was a couple of ones that I saw in season one. They also had another episode called I'm a Five, He's a Ten. Opposites attract, but, you know, will they endure? So, mm-hmm. so often I see a guy who's, like, really good looking. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not as attractive as him. So, left swipe. So, I think it kind of dives deep into that. But, yeah. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I agree with that because people tend to want to find the same. But they, there is that thing of opposites do attract. And a lot of times it's, like, a personality opposite. Like, the good girl and the bad boy. Exactly. So they get into that, too. Uh-huh. So people meet and like, oh, you're not my type, but that's what's exciting and passionate and fun about it. But those kind of fizzle out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then um, I started to pick up a couple other episodes in season two, and one that I loved was called Grown Ass Man. But it was like grown, emoji clapping, ass, man. That's, so, where are they? Where are they hiding? <laughs> Looking for them. I'm trying to swipe right on them as many as many as I can. They're like backwards. Um, so in this, they kind of talk mainly about the fact that what we love to do, not only like, yeah, we're on the app, but it's way more fun to swipe for our friends. Because mm. we feel like I can find you a guy better than you can find yourself a guy. So let me get your phone and do some swiping. And they said that like matchmaking is a very self-serving thing to do. Like you feel like, oh, I'm putting two people together and if mm-hmm. it works out, how great. But then for you, it's the, I did this. I just, I'm doing this to, to have a good thing. It's not necessarily always out of the goodness of your heart. It's truly self-serving. You think to yourself, I've got great friends. Look at me. Like how great (laughs) I am. I can put them together. Which is funny because I have um, gotten – I've never match made before. I got the idea in my head once that the two people in my life that don't know each other might get along. And they are now married with a baby. Exactly. Which I love holding over their heads. (laughs) You do. I got it. Yeah, I'm feeling that one then. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> um, but so what they do on this episode is I have two guys, Andrew, who lives in L.A., and Marcus, who lives in New York, and allow their friends to swipe for them and mm-hmm. set them up on matches and dates. And it was funny because Andrew lives in L.A. and is in entertainment and didn't have, like, a oh. ton of <laughs> – shocker <laughs> – didn't have a ton of rules. It was just, like, I really am – like, I'm 37. I'm looking for somebody who truly wants the next step, a serious relationship. And Marcus was so cute. Like I said, he lives in New York, and he was like, I'm just like, you know, I'm really into women who are, like, fashion-oriented and fashionable and maybe have, like, a brightly colored shawl in their photo. Oh <laughs> and I was like, I've never, I haven't heard the word shawl, and I don't know how long. And also, Did you like, mean pashmina? Or fuck a scarf. A guy also probably doesn't know what a pashmina is all of the time, too. Fair, but sh- you knew shawl? <laughs> right. Are you looking for your grandmother? <laughs> because I can find her on her Davenport with her slacks on. Right, exactly. With her shawl and probably a brooch. And, like, her nude Reeboks that match her, like, tan well, slacks. Or Erica. Don't make fun. <laughs> But so here's yeah. like that. There are the panty pose that go yeah. like. Oh, oh, we all know that look. Mark, Marcus is into it. Into um, the no. But so what was really cool about this is they do get matched. They do go on dates. But we're there for it. They record the dates so we can hear ooh, their conversations. Ooh, ooh, like that show Blind Date? Yes. yes. When they would get them so tanked and like, oh. <laughs> so bad. Great 90s after school <laughs> yes. programming. Really was. More like 11 o'clock at night programming yeah, too. Yeah. But so, um. Like I said, it's recorded for us to hear, and you can just see these guys, you know, not a ton of chemistry. They're trying to move the date along, but, you know, Marcus asks his date, 
you know, oh, so like, how's work been this week? Or like, how's your work week going? And she's like, it's like Tuesday. I'll know a little bit more on Thursday how everything is going. But so far, two days in, it didn't suck yet. And like, well, but were, he was trying. He was and trying. And she was. She didn't volley that. She really spiked it. <laughs> she did. Exactly. And that's what they said. Like, okay, whoa, slow down. These guys are hitting what we're calling the safe zone. The how was work. How did you get into that line of business? Where are you from? How did you move here? How many siblings do you have? Do you get along with your mom? Yep. And they said, this is death for any date. Oh, yeah. You are just not going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to find a way to keep it punchy and, you know, flirt. This info session is not flirting. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really cool to listen to all of that. And then um, there's another one that I just started, and it's called Julia. So one of the producers of the show actually steps in front of the mic and explains what it is like to be single and on Tinder and on these online dating sites while also producing a podcast about it. So oh, it's just like... Meta. That's as niche as like us. Exactly. And so like, yeah, it's got to probably be hard to be a Tinder and know these stats and then be like, okay, hey, doesn't work. I'll try this today. Guys, that didn't work either. So <laughs> like you're almost pressure. like a guinea pig. Exactly. So yeah, so define the relationship. Um... I think it's a really great listen for anybody who is single and dating or if you are in a relationship and you just kind of want to hear the trials and tribulations of (laughs) what it is like in 2018 to find your soulmate or Mr. Right Now or Mrs. Right Now. It's good. And it's also very much like I'm not alone because I do have a handful of, you know, friends who are all on dating apps and a couple guys too. And they're just like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. It can be a minefield. It is. It it hurts. Like it, like takes down your self-confidence because like yeah. you said like if you put out a hey and nobody responds you're like or you did craft something like something I said I matched with a couple guys today and so like with one guy I was like all right eagles or pats like I know the Super Bowl is coming up like what are your thoughts I'm a cool girl I'm a cool girl I like football and beer and wings <laughs> yeah, did you talk to him about man-on-man coverage versus own coverage <laughs> no I did not we did get a tip one night from <laughs> an unneeded tip a, unsolicited, unsolicited advice from a girlfriend of ours her fiance was just like ladies I know what I'll do it for you and I mean, he's wasted single it. ladies he's like, single let ladies. me tell you how to catch a man Zone coverage or man-to-man coverage? Amy and I were like, you know, we know. We know what that Well, because then he mansplained to us what those things were. We're like, we know. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I am from a football town in Pittsburgh. (laughs) I may or may not have seen a game. Catch a man with my knowledge of zone coverage. (laughs) And Uh, Tinder updates. So, okay, so you just, like, ran through, like, eight of those. So how are the long are they? They're pretty short. Yeah, maybe 30 minutes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so, like, I was running some errands, started listening to it, was at the gym, drove home, shower, and, like, I was able to get through a bunch. Fun stuff. Yeah, I really liked it, actually, and I'm kind of interested. Like, hopefully I'll get tips and tricks. Hopefully I'll right swipe on the right person. I'm also way more Bumble, too, than Tinder, but, like, it's good facts for all dating apps. For you men out there, you can find her on Bumble. Yeah, you can. And if I get up the courage, I will message you first. Send her a gift. She loves it. <laughs> or you can just slide into my DMs on Instagram if yeah, you're single and you ready know. to mingle. Our handles. Uh, can I take a left turn on this podcast? I have a feeling whatever you're going to do is the opposite of a dating app. So true. You know me well. Um, I, this is a... This I is did a, just get a Bumble like update of like... <laughs> <laughs> making fun plans this weekend chats are through the roof hashtag weekend warrior oh, not a message no like but bumble, bumble will like sometimes like go to you it's like calm down man leave me alone so erica is checking her phone during the <laughs> podcast if you haven't picked that one up yet i'm single <laughs> all right all right all right amy take it down a notch <laughs> let me take this one into the toilet <laughs> here we go ready <sighs> Okay, I did uh, listen to a new tri- true crime podcast this week, and this is a hot one right now for any of you that have like opened up Apple Podcast uh, app recently. It's probably on your cover page. Uh, maybe it's just on mine because it's recommended for me because I'm dark and twisted. Well, what is it? I'll tell you if it's on my tip. Atlanta Monster. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. I yeah. wanted to listen to it. So it's a new one and it's episodic. And mm-hmm. right now there are only five episodes out, okay. but they're still releasing. It's not done. Okay. Uh, they're releasing every Friday right now. I have no idea how many episodes there will be. Yeah. Um, but because it's gotten so much buzz, I know best friend of the podcast, Beth, is already. Did I say Pod Beth? Beth? <laughs> I don't did know. Did I say uh, whatever? Our good friend Beth, is already, she knows about this. already listening to it and uh, like has to turn it off when she goes to meet clients so that they don't catch her. You remember her telling us that? <laughs> That's right. Um, but anyway, so I listened today to episode one and I'm going to recap that. Uh-huh. So 
here's like here's the intro to this podcast. Here's what I know about it. Okay. I'm going to continue to listen on my own cool. and let's see if I can get you guys to come with me. Yeah. Episode 1 is called Boogeyman. Okay. So, let me set the stage. Yes. It's 1979, Atlanta. Um particularly the west side of Atlanta, which is primarily inhabited by black people uh-huh. and is uh, the poor part of the community. Okay. Uh, kids start going missing hmm? and they turn up dead. Yeah. Um, so I, the, the kind of one of the, the first things that's laid out about this is that this is a big story. Now, it did yeah. happen back in the 70s, mm-hmm. but it's not really widely known as part of our uh, late American history. Yeah. So that's why our podcast documentarian is uncovering this, to bring it to light. And what I suspect already by episode one is that it is still unsolved. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like, Atlanta Monster. Like, if it were... The John Wayne Gacy story. It's sure. like he's that he was the killer serial clown or uh-huh. clown serial killer. Uh-huh. And by saying Atlanta Monster, I'm already thinking that this is probably unsolved. So okay. we're gonna get into it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you'll find but out. Anyway, 1979, kids are going missing from this community in Atlanta. The podcast opens with these two brothers who are recounting what it was like. They were children then, about the age of the types of children that were going missing. And by the way, they were all the same MO. They were all black. All the kids, they were all poor. Most of them were male, though there okay. were some females, and all around the same age, around 9 to 12. So preteens. It's like elementary schoolish kind of stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so these brothers are talking about what it was like to live back then because kids were disappearing off the streets, but back in that time, everyone played outside. They're, yeah. what You don't go inside and play PlayStation. No. There's not even cable. Um, especially in this community, cable is a thing, but still mm-hmm. only very affluent people have it. So your whole life as a child then was to go outside. In fact, your parents threw you outside. Yes. Go play outside. And uh, the kids started to, amongst themselves, whisper, there's a boogeyman. There's a boogeyman getting us. Um, then... It clicks over to, uh, they talk about the 10 p.m. Do you know where your kids are? And I was like, what? I kind of know that as a joke. Like, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? Yeah. But for real, this happened with this case. Every night at 10 o'clock, all of the local news stations, or really, you know, all of the television stations, were uh, they played it on the podcast so I could hear a musical fanfare pops in every night at 10 o'clock, and one of your local news anchors looks right into the camera and says, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Musical That's fanfare scary. out. And then into like the goosebumps. News. Yeah, so that was real. And they were doing it purposely to remind parents or the guardians, got to get your kids inside because there's a boogeyman out there that's that's grabbing kids yeah. and, and beating and murdering them. So they then we hear a little bit from Monica Kaufman, who was a reporter at the time, and how surreal it felt to be covering those cases and have to sit down at the camera and pre-record that, yeah. that segment that it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Ooh. And it was solemn and somber. It's I've only ever heard it kind of as a funny joke. Yeah. And again, me having grown up in the North, I, I didn't know about this. So um, that's kind of like the first opening package okay. of this first kind of episode. And you finally meet your host about 10 minutes in. Uh, the host, uh, the like writer, director, documentarian is Payne Lindsay. And when I heard him say his name and I heard his voice, I was like, wait, that's familiar. And like, okay, let me sidebar for a second. He is the documentarian podcaster of Up and Vanished. Oh. Yeah. So that was a really popular true crime podcast about a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard about it a lot. I've heard about it on other shows um, it was on my queue, and let me just say, before I listened to Atlanta Monster, uh, not knowing that they were related, yeah. earlier this week, I listened to the first episode of Up and Vanished, thinking I would get into it, uh-huh. and Erica, I told you this, I got like 20 minutes in, and I had to turn it off, Oh no! I thought it was so cheesy, <gasps> and I hated the host. Oh, like, no. so now you kind of like it. Well, yes! And so he's like, I'm Payne Lindsay. And I'm like, shit. And then he goes, I'm the host and documentarian of the Up and Vanished podcast from 2016. And then he kind of goes in and gives himself some accolades because I guess some real stuff happened with the the cold case that he talked about. Oh, okay. Probably not going back for that one. Yeah. But I will say 
he was a lot more tolerable, uh-huh. at least in this episode, than I found him to be in Up and Vanish. So, to the point where I finished this episode, yes. and I'm going to keep going. So, he um, introduced himself as the host, and, you know, he's the one that decided to do this case and to bring it to light. So, his next interview is with a woman named Kalinda Lee. Uh, she grew up in that neighborhood as well oh, and, wow. and was uh, a child of about the right age mm. when other children around her were vanishing. In fact, she mentions that a girl she went to summer camp with was one of the victims. Oh, oh. scary. Oof. Um, but she has now gone on to, she's very highly educated and she's part of, I didn't catch it, I didn't write it down, but like a kind of a historical uh, Atlanta, not like a museum, but... Society? Society, right. or it's, it's her job, okay. basically, like city history. Anyway, okay. um, she talks about what it was like back then and kind of the landscape society of Atlanta uh-huh. and really clues us into the racial tension uh, that yeah. existed then. So this is post-Jim Crow. Oh, this wow. is the late 70s, and she makes a point that like kind of blew my mind to think about that this is the first class of middle school, high school children who went to school post or post segregation. Oh, okay. So desegregated kids, and how? Uh, yes, the the laws changed and the rules changed, but the racial tension was still pretty yeah. rife back then. And then went on to talk about how still today Atlanta as a city does not like to talk about this time or these crimes because they're ashamed of how much racial uh, tension played into how it all plays out later. Yeah. And even how now some of her white, more affluent colleagues of hers that grew up in Atlanta who were white and more affluent don't know the details of this story. And some of them don't even quite clearly know that it happened. That's Because all of the victims and... All of them were poor, and they were black, and they were from that community. So uh, more affluent people, particularly white people, weren't even afraid of it. So they weren't watching their children or warning their children. Where she grew up in this, where she talked about literally on the playground at school, the kids would worry and talk about the boogeyman that was out there to get them. Poor babies. Oy, right? Yeah. So then the host introduced us to a man named Russell, whose uh, youngest brother actually was a victim. His Ooh. brother, Patrick, was a victim. It's really sad. At, at the time, he was in North Carolina, stationed there as a Marine. And his three youngest siblings, it's kind of confusing what the story was. I'll get, just let me skip through it quick. Three youngest siblings lived with a family member in Louisiana, for some reason uh, moved to Atlanta with his father, and he was stationed up in North Carolina, but he knew this was happening, yeah. that children were going missing in Atlanta, and said to his dad, are you sure this it's is- a good idea for my youngest siblings to move in with you? And uh, dad was even a little taken aback and angry with his response mm-hmm. to that. And unfortunately, three months later, his youngest brother, Patrick, was kidnapped and was found beaten, stabbed, and strangled. Oh, my God. He was 11. So that was probably more than necessary. Yeah. Right? Uh, And sadly, there's, there's, he talks about the funeral in the wake and having to fight with the white church and cemetery versus the black church and cemetery um, because the hearse had accidentally dropped his brother's casket off at the white side of the cemetery, and he had to go to bat to get the service even done. So racial tension is high. And so at this time, it's now a year after July 1979 when it started, and eight children are now missing. And the mothers, the the families of these children, uh, Kalinda is telling all this, by the way. Um, The parents had to you know, really rally together and come together. And in fact, a group of the mothers basically sat in at the police station and forced the police for to launch an investigation. Kalinda talks about now she realizes, uh, having looked back at the city's history, the police probably were investigating, but police work was done differently back yeah. then. It was very secretive. 
um, because they didn't want their evidence to get out and be tampered with. Whereas nowadays, a lot of police work is more like they put out certain things to the public to let them know that they're working on things or to see if they can lure, yep. um, you know, their suspects to them or tips, you know, and, they, tricks. tips and tricks and that kind yeah, tips and witnesses. But they weren't doing that. The police were very tight-lipped about how they were handling this, and it was causing outrage. And it was causing, amongst the this community that was impacted by it, a feeling of the police don't care about us. Uh-huh. They're not protecting us. And then, then even, like, rumors started that perhaps this was a KKK conspiracy. Oh. That they were coming in and stealing black children and murdering them. And so anger and fear yeah. is starting to just build up amongst this community anger at the police anger and um so it's it's kind of just a just a hotbed kind yes. of waiting to bust right so what the police do do oh, sorry i said do do <laughs> i held it in i had to make a little joke there <laughs> things are getting tough oh, um so what the police enact is nice. an 11 o'clock curfew okay so any child found out on the streets, and now let's be clear: the kinds of children that these are were sometimes foster children. Okay. Uh, sometimes children who were legitimately working. They said in this community, it wasn't um, unheard of for a ten-year-old to buy groceries as oh, a job wow. to make money for the family after school, and they may legitimately be out that late. Yeah, true. So, if a child was found out on the streets after eleven, the police would pick them up and take them home. And if the parents were home, they would issue them a citation. Okay. But if the parents weren't home, the police took them to juvie and knocked them up. And God, that breaks your heart to think about, right? Yeah. But again, you shouldn't really leave a young child in a dwelling with no adult. Exactly. There. At least they were somewhere safe. Right. So, um, so the eleven o'clock curfew didn't really go over well in the community, uh-huh. but uh, at least it was something clear that was being done. Um, I mentioned the rumors and stuff. So then, you know, the the police the next way to go about things uh-huh. is they realize we we need to find a witness. By now, eight children have been taken. Someone has to have seen something, something, right? So they start casing all of the neighborhoods on the west side of Atlanta and knocking on doors. They said they sent out 400 policemen wow. knocking on doors, sun up to basically sundown, going to basically every house, apartment, whatever, to see if someone, anyone knows anything. Um which which makes sense, but again, in this community yeah. where they are, there's not trust of police. Oh, Talking true. to police is not a very popular thing to do. So they were even, especially with kids, like, okay, you know, if you don't want to talk to us here in your living yeah. room or here in your house, tell your teacher at school tomorrow. Tell oh, your parents okay. after you leave. Like, they're just trying to get anybody to come forward with some information so that a tip, basically, yeah. that they can work off of. Um, the host talks to one of the police detectives that was on the case and was actually there in person when they discovered the first two bodies. Oh. Uh, talked about the level of decomposition on the first one, and I will not give you those details no, here. Thank you. Um, but after this detective was watching this, and by now six kids had gone, and he, at a community meeting, stood up and said, hey, we need to focus. Someone is murdering black children, yeah. particularly male children. And he talks about how he was taken aside by the sheriff after that and said, why, why? did you do that? Well, and the news was there, so it went yeah. out and uh, more heat, the sheriff, I think, thought um, on the police and asked the detective, you know, why did you just tell everyone that it's connected? And the sheriff was like, duh, these are not random occurrences. Somebody's out there murdering kids. Yes. We've got to do more about it. Um, so I'm kind of getting to the end of the episode here. And I will say the teaser at the end of the episode is a young child does wind up coming forward and say that he had been lured into a car by a black man. Yep. And then the, the man tried to force him onto the floorboard of the car. Somehow the child managed to escape. Wow. So that's like the teaser at the end. But right before that teaser, um, the host knocks you out with some numbers. Are you ready? I don't know. So from July 1979 to May of 1981, 30 children <sighs> were um, kidnapped and murdered. Now there are more children that have what? vanished. Oh. Or, and more children that turned up dead in those two years from that community. But the circumstances of... You know, the ones that, whose bodies have never been found and the circumstances of the ones that have 
can't definitively put them on the list yeah. attributed to the Atlanta monster, but Ugh. for sure 30 children. And he reads out all 30 names. So, those you know, kids' names deserve to be to- like exactly. said out loud. Every, every this is for those deserves. kids. Yes. Um, so, okay, so dark, I know. Yeah. That's that's what I bring here to the table. That's what to do, my lady. But I'm going to keep following this podcast for sure. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was 45 minutes, kind of looking quickly through the other episodes uh-huh. that are out there. They seem to be about the same length. So, you know, you could do it in a car ride once a week. Um, I would also love, you know, we're looking for, for more interaction from yes. our rewinders. So if you listen to this and if you're getting into it, I'm going to look to start probably a thread on our Facebook page. Oh, that's a great idea. Again, at Facebook, you can find us at Podcast Rewind, the full word rewind. And on top of that, Eric and I are looking to probably put a group together on Facebook here pretty soon. um, So that we can get some community discussion going about all the kinds of podcasts that we're all listening to. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And we also want to let you know that coming up this week, we're going to be dropping our first premium bonus episode. And I'm so excited. Yeah, so look for that. You should be getting notifications. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. We'll social media for it too. Oh, absolutely. But don't worry. Have no fear. We will always be providing you a recap episode every Sunday. But yeah. Expect yeah. to see a lot more coming from Podcast Rewind. Like Amy said, premium content, more chit-chatting on Facebook, and we really are dying to hear what you guys are listening to, what you like, and what you even don't like, because I think that, yeah. you know, is super interesting and important. Totes. All right, so that was Atlanta Monster. Nice. You ready to roll your shoulders a bit and do some pop-ups? Ooh, I would <laughs> absolutely love to, because okay. Amy, I want to lay one on you, and I believe I shared about it with you earlier this week and I'm going to stand by the statement that this podcast is going to shoot up to the top of the iTunes charts because I'm ready for it. We are going to make Spidey famous again. (laughs) Okay, I know what Spidey is. So Spidey, for those of you who um, did not go to college in like the early aughts, (laughs) um, it is Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag who were the stars slash villains of the TV show The Hills on MTV, which was a spinoff of Laguna Beach, starring Lauren Conrad, living in L.A. and, you know, quote-unquote, interning at Teen Vogue mm-hmm. and not going to Paris. Uh, we will always remember her <laughs> as the girl that did, did not go, go to, to Paris. Paris. So um, Spencer Pratt, you know, came on the show as, like, Heidi's love interest and just became this villain overnight. But... You made yourself cry. Yeah, I mean, he had the one-liners on this guy. Oh, he's fucking unreal and so good and so <laughs> quotable to this day. But he has been making the rounds lately because we know, like, he and um, Heidi, after the show, kind of went on to do, like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, and any kind of reality show that would give them some coin. And then he wasted it all on, like, crystals. Oh and a celebrity, get me out of here. Did you watch it? Oh, was when she cried about her dress shampoo? Oh. Yeah. No, it was so stupid, but great. It was everything. It was so good. <laughs> exactly. Um, they make great television is really what it is at the end of the day. <sighs> yeah, he I is an entertainer. He knows this business forward and backwards. He has been doing stuff even before The Hills happened. And he has been making the rounds on the podcast circuit. I heard him on The yeah. Lady Gang. They just did a live episode, The Lady Hang, that he was on because he was their number one episode and they have been podcasting for two years. Holy and he was shit. only on like four months ago and it's their best one yet. So he's been making the rounds and people are like, having you on is really fucking good for my show. So he was like, I should be making you money. I should be making me money. And they really did fall away and go out. They came back when she yeah. did her crazy plastic surgery, yes. like 11 surgeries at once. Oh, yeah. Then they fell out again. They went bankrupt, I think, for a while. Because they spent it all on crystals. Uh, yeah. And now, I mean, God, you got to give the tenacity. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, I, they only had one episode, so I listened to it. And, you know, it's just funny. I mean, it's love just them the two of them? Just the two of them. Okay. Um, and they'll have guests on in the future, but, you know, love him or hate him, he knows exactly what he is doing to produce high-quality entertainment and... It might be well, high quali- low-brow, low but Low-brow, but, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's not Vogue. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not weekly. We know what we're doing here. Right. I mean, he even said that when his son was born, they were, like, he was on The Lady Gang, and they were like, we're surprised you didn't, like, Snapchat it. Like, you're the king of Snapchat. And he's like, uh... I got that Us Weekly money coming my way to, like, for my oh, baby. Yeah, I'm not chatting. Oh, yeah. He's like, I know what I'm doing. So, 
I suggest everyone take it a list take a listen because it's going to be, I think, a high rated podcast. I see you rolling your eyes, I, but I think it's gonna happen for them. It's like I I'm wanna, rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. <laughs> We're all rooting for them. I I wanna be mad at it, but I think you're yeah, right. I think the tenacity and the um the the work that he's putting all right, man. Yeah. Make Spidey famous again. We're gonna do it. Okay. I have to tell you like a story. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna pop like three up at once oh. because I went into a vortex. Like I went down a rabbit hole, <laughs> a podcast rabbit hole, where like you know what I mean. Like if you're on Instagram and you see someone's stuff and then oh but who's in that photo with them? And yes. so then you go to their page uh-huh. and then you move on to the yeah. next and you're just and now you're like you know, there's crumbs on your face and you're like 20, things you shouldn't 20 be. people away from where you started and you're like, I have to get up. Uh-huh. Okay. So I did that with podcasts. Okay. So, I love it. So I was uh, looking around for something new to listen to, to talk about on the show probably. And uh, looked in Apple podcasts, like what's trending now yes, list. I love that. And I found a show called I'm Sorry Dad. So I read their little bio. It's like two guys, comedians trying to make it in the social media world. Our parents wanted us to have real careers. Oh, Sorry, Dad. I get it. I love that. It was, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cute. Sounds fun. So uh-huh. I started listening to them. Um, it's Ryan and somebody else. Because I got to be honest, I didn't finish the first episode. And no shade to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I want to go back. But while I was listening, um, about 20 minutes in... One of the hosts mentioned that he does stand-up comedy. Okay. And Christina Pazinski, who's married to Tom Segura. Um, we love. I'm, yes. I'm really familiar with Tom Segura. I've not seen Christina. Oh. I, oh, my God. Tom Segura's Netflix specials are... You must. You have to. You um, have she to. was it's a so roundtable comedian host on... Chelsea Lately all of the time. Right. And that's where I knew her from. I am not a Chelsea Handler fan. Oh, yeah. Which is why I wouldn't know her that well. Correct. Bert... Uh, he was telling a really funny story about how she was doing a show in L.A. and asked him to host. Oh, cool. So he's there. He's getting ready to go out. And Tom was there and just decided offhand <laughs> to just walk on stage and do a set. Oh, my God. Like before, the, before the show actually started. So he says he does the set and then tries to hand off to this other host to, like, start the show. And he's like, I'm sorry. You want me to follow Tom Segura? <laughs> But no. anyway, while he's telling this story, which was a funny one, he mentions, oh, Tom and Christina have a podcast. Yes, good. And I was like, what? Tom yes. Segura and his wife have a podcast? I didn't know that. So I stopped that I show. I actually did know, but it just fell out of my brain. Yeah, well. Um, I'm mad at myself. Go back and listen, because it's a great time. I listened to one episode. What's so it the, called? The title of the show is Your Mom's House. Oh, I love that. Your Mom's House. I think that's funny, too. And the episode I listened to. Uh-huh was the guest host was Dr. Drew. Oh, my God. That's also amazing. And you love Dr. Drew. I do love Dr. Drew. So I watch Team Mom, if anyone that listened to last week knows. And Dr. Drew always hosts their reunions. Uh, Unless, okay. We say host loosely. Well, right. Because he gives them advice. And here's the thing. I don't think he actually meets with them outside. I think that MTV sends him a package of episodes. And then he's like, when you said to Famber. Famber. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, you know, tries to give them life advice off of literally the slice of life that I've even watched uh-huh. with them. So I, I do think Dr. Drew has done some ethic, ethically, you know, questionable things. But he, I really enjoyed this episode. And he is a really likable guy, Dr. Drew. His voice is great, too. And it turns out they actually are personal friends. Because I'm even jealous. the I'm Sorry Dad guy mentioned that Dr. Drew was there at that comedy show and, like, hanging out in the green room. So, yeah. So, so cool. So, anyway, your mom's house, ho- um, guest host Dr. Drew, the conversation was kind of like, how did you get to be Dr. Drew? Yeah. You know, like a... a, a Entertainer slash doctor, doctor slash with so, an MD maybe? celebrity rehab host, yes. one time HLN talk show host. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. You know, so he's like, well, let me tell you the story. He said he really, honest to God, in the '90s was a doctor, uh-huh. a, a specializing in addiction treatment okay. and in you know sexual health, um, and said that in the '90s he was treating so many AIDS patients, wow. which was horrific. And also, though, how many of his patients had no idea about anything to do with sexual health? Mm-hmm. They weren't teaching it in schools. AIDS was still taboo to be talked about uh, openly. And, you know, kids didn't know how to protect themselves with yeah. sex and, you know, drugs, sharing needles, all of those types of things. People were getting sick unnecessarily. Yes. And 
and even AIDS aside, sexual health and uh, relationship to addiction yeah. just weren't things that were open and, um, yeah. So he says that literally his community service at his local radio show, he pitches them this idea and for one night a week, he sits down for two hours and takes calls and answers people's questions. And like late at night, cause uh-huh. kids need to be in bed and stuff. And so he's doing that and feeling good about, you know, his giving contribution, back. giving back in that way, doing his thing in the daytime. And there was a smaller radio station and uh, they never even bothered to like record or look at the ratings of his show. Until one day they did. And they realized that in his time slot, they were getting a 28 share when his show was on. What does that mean exactly? I'm not entirely sure, but what I think that it means is that 28% of the people in the listening area are listening to his show. Oh, shit. Right. And And there's so many other things. Right. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. I could be wrong. Send me a DM if I'm wrong. <laughs> Send me an email. Podcast Regardless, it's, WD. it's good. It's good. It was a really good share. Twenty eight. Cool. He said most shows are like a three five. Wow. And he was getting a twenty eight, so it was massive. So of course the sh- the radio station wanted to have him on more, so they asked him to start doing five nights a week. Yeah. Meanwhile, at home, he has just impregnated his wife with triplets. So she's like, yeah, babe, I support you and all. But if you think you're going to be out of the house Uh five nights a week at two hours of pop doing community service, uh, you got another thing coming. You're going to need to ask that station to pay you. Yes. And so Tom and Christina were like, did it work? He's like, yeah, I got $50 a show. (laughs) I mean, he has a doctor in the daytime. And, like, the whole discrepancy is he's 6'2", or is he 6'3", and, you know, all that so bullshit. Stupid. 
Um, but it was an entertaining show. It's just good. I, it's almost like hearing your favorite song or hearing a song that you loved 20 years ago and uh-huh. you haven't heard in a really long time. Yeah. Again, it's like, I, I just remember how this feels and what oh. it makes me think of. So excited. So, so yeah. Those are three podcasts All I need the, to listen yes, to. Yes. Yes. I think you do. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. I mean, yeah, the band is back together. And I can't together. believe so I forgot good. about your mom's house because I love Tom Segura and his listen. wife. You'll love it. I know I absolutely will. Um, I want to pop up to you super quickly. Mm-hmm. I listened to this one podcast the other day, um, ever so briefly, but I just thought it was really funny because the title was great. So I was originally doing exactly what you were doing. iTunes, what's popular, society and culture, and like skip around. And I found one that I think I want to like. I want to like it and I want to listen to it because I kept hitting play and like nothing would happen. So I don't know what's going on, but it was called, um, must be nice. (laughs) And it was like very like pop culture. And I just have to imagine that the girls hosting it are probably like, "Mm, must be nice. Like that's what I'm assuming it is. You and I say that to each other all the time. (laughs) We're just mad at someone having more privilege Uh than us. (laughs) Must Must be be nice. nice. So that's what I'm (laughs) guessing. But like I said, I couldn't get it to play. So I'll have to try to see if I can find it on Stitcher or something. Yeah. But while I was there, it was like, People who listen to this also listen too. And so I found you up. <laughs> Which, going back to the dating thing, if you have ever had a booty call, late night text where, you know, somebody benefits type of situation. Somebody's trying to get a hold of you late at night, you generally get a lowercase hey. And then next up, you get a you. You. Space. Not Y-O-U. Not Y-O-U. Just letter you. U. Oh, question mark. And hopefully. You ignore it and just go to sleep. Or a sup. Sup. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. You out? Sup. You out? You out? Also, there's a really great SNL about that that with Eli Manning. Eli. Oh, it's such a great SNL skit. However, this is not a skit. It's a podcast, Modern Dating, um, from Betches Media. So Betches is a hilarious Instagram website, Facebook page. I read their Facebook articles a lot. Yeah, they're really good. So it is host Jordana Abraham and Jared Freed and... The episode I listened to was called If You're Not on His Insta. It is not official. And mm. that is better than Facebook official. Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. And so um, just back to the whole dating world of, you're great, you got out of the dating app, and now you're dating, and oh, he's not putting you on your his Insta yet? Mm, he doesn't no. want you to meet his mama. He's so, just not that into you. He's just not that into you. Exactly. So, But I just, like I said, the you up had me. That's I funny. was like, I'm hitting play. Let's yeah. go. You judged it by its title, and and, and I right. was pleasantly surprised. Um, I have a story to make you laugh. Okay, great. I uh, was listening to Bitch Sesh today. Uh huh. Um, I I walked. We have a like a nail salon close enough to our apartment complex to uh-huh. walk to. So I walked up and walked back uh, and listened to a podcast, of course. And I listened to Bitch Sesh. And I was getting agitated. They didn't put out an episode last week. Oh. And I was like, the fuck, what the hell? Um. But also, what happened last week, Casey Wilson had a fake, like, death announcement put out for her. Somebody- That's right. I forgot. First of all, <laughs> yeah. wait a second. Can I tell a, the quick story yes, of yes, why this do. is so funny? Yes. Because, um, so last week, Amy was saying, I had seen on Instagram, Casey had put on her Instagram, that um, there was, like, a Spanish publication posted her death. <laughs> like, and R.I.P. Mortos Casey or whatever. Wilson. Yeah. And Amy says to me, oh, I'm so mad, like... Bitch says she didn't have a new episode. And like deadpan, I go, well, yeah, it's because Casey died. <laughs> Thinking that maybe you had seen that I Instagram. Not, and was Amy like, was like, no, why did you not start the conversation <laughs> off like this? And I was like, no, like Casey. Oh, oh, you don't know. Oh, no, it's fake. <laughs> so this week, Casey had the flu. <laughs> so, so they didn't put out a podcast last week. They put one up this week with Danielle and a co-host, uh-huh. a guest co-host. And she starts it off with, she's like, you guys. <laughs> well, she, she did start off with, like, Casey Wilson can't come to the podcast now. <laughs> Why? Oh, because she's, she's dead. dead. She was like, no, 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 no. In fact, she was like, I have a, a message here from Casey. She wants me to read to you. She's not dead. She has the flu. <laughs> so, Get a flu shot, y'all. Um, yeah. I mean, you know I love the Bitch Sesh yes. um, podcast. And I thought that story would make you giggle. Absolutely, considering, like, honestly, telling you to your face, like, oh, yeah, because Casey died. You deadpanned it so good. I was like, start that way. One of us went to school for acting, one of us did not, and nailed it. Thank you so much. Bravo, bravo. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We'll never be enough. (laughs) Yes. The robot to our obsession uh, of great the greatest showman. Like, I'm still begging you to play the YouTube videos every time I've had more than like a glass and a half of wine. We just start crying and watching just, videos. It's the greatest. Okay, yes. you know what has also been the greatest? Our sixteenth. It's 16 been a episode. great little episode. I have had 
so much fun. This is a good time. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my week because I have so many new podcasts that I have to go and listen to. Right? But you know what we are going to do is middle of this week, we're going to release, like we said earlier, our first premium bonus episode on Podbean. We'll let you guys know on social media when that's available. Yeah, check it out. We're really excited. We're really excited about it. And if you like it, let us know. Like Amy said, slide into our DMs. That's right. Comment on our Instagrams. Do what you got to do. But no matter what you do this week, just do us a favor. Be kind and rewind. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.